the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is proudly sponsored by Thatchface, taming beards and saving lives. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You know what that means. It means it's the news. It's Saturday morning. We're up bright, early, bushy-tailed. Some of us more than others. Welcome to this week's news roundup. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay and Aaron. How are we this morning or this lunchtime, guys? All good. I was, gonna, I was about uh, to say, the only thing bright about Aaron at the moment is that uh, hoodie. It's, it's uh, well, it's like Rainbow bright, Road from Mario Kart. Speak, speaking of bright things, look what I found in the shop. Prong cocktail quavers. Yes, boy. Fucking hell, man. We're fucking <laughs> living the dream. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> you live in the student dream. That's, that's living the dream, high, man. That's a high bar, that. <laughs> if, if if you had a brought out smoky bacon quavers, that would have been a complete game changer. But yeah. prawn, prawn cocktail, cocktail not done. Oh, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I like prawn cocktail. I, I don't but... even know if they still make smoky bacon quavers. They were fucking incredible when they, they did. Make them. <laughs> Moving on, news. Uh, <laughs> we'll kick off with some WWE news from my end. Um, Dave Meltzer noted on the Wrestling Observer Radio that fans will be in attendance for both nights of WrestleMania 37 in Tampa, though it's unclear how many tickets will be sold. Um, And he also said there is a plan for the Hall of Fame, at least as of right now, um, and it's to have that virtually with no fans. Jay, you've got a little bit more in regards to something you're on mainly this year. um, So WrestleVotes actually come out about um, in kind of, I don't know if it was in response to Meltzer saying the thing, but it was definitely like it was definitely along the same lines. Uh, they they're reporting that WWE intends to have up to, but maybe more tw- than twenty five thousand fans um, per night. Uh, uh, there was a number floating around, which was a little bit smaller than that um, earlier in the week before WrestleVotes put this out, and then WrestleVotes said, "Well, it's going to be at least twenty five thousand." Uh, I think the number felt around was like 14 or something like that. Right. What's the capacity of the stadium? Do we have? Uh, I think it's 65. Oh, okay. 65. Right, right. So that's like the look at the look at the half fill it by the looks of things I thought. Oh, oh if they go up to 34, if they, yeah. If they go up to 30, it's about half full. Yeah, so yeah. 25 is about a third, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, the, the other thing they said as well is that there's kind of internal discussions at the moment as to whether they're going to return to the Thunderdome post Mania or maybe start like a soft sort of return. Yeah, of fans. I heard a few things around that because obviously a lot of the the regular seasons are starting back up again, and so they mm-hmm. won't have access to that, which will be the start of like you say that kind of soft like uh, touring around and stuff like that, and not being able to have the Thunderdome uh, as a permanent fixture in the Tropicana Field. So. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, uh, they can't, be interesting. They can't to go back about. to the uh, performance center, can they? Because not really. Somebody will go home because he didn't like it. <laughs> Roman was saying it was trash when it was in the performance center. That's why he didn't want to fucking go. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. He said, "I thought I thought the product looked garbage because there was no crowd and it was just shit." 
Jesus. It's like, like an hour, it? I mean, it, it wasn't great, was it? Let's be honest. No, it wasn't, but it's pff. better than not. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. Uh, moving on, uh, according to PW Insider, Fastlane will return this year um, on March the 21st, emanating from the Thunderdome. Uh, we were only talking about this the other day, weren't we, where they they kind of cram as many pay-per-views in between the Rumble yeah. and, and Mania, and they had, at one stage you had Fastlane, Roadblock, Elimination Chamber... I can't remember when Great Balls mm. of Fire was, whether that, that was an that was May, I think. There. I was it a little yeah, bit. You after. would have had uh, Super Showdown as well. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this um, is back when yeah. they had the dual branded, not the dual branded, the, each brand had its own pay per view, so they chucked them all in. Um, yeah, um, it was something we were discussing last week, wasn't it? Where we weren't sure if there was going to be another one because we were mm. trying to kind of like speculate on where they're going to go with certain things because yeah. obviously we were saying like this and that. Um, and I think there's a there's a they seem more specifically SmackDown than Raw, but they seem to have like a lot of stuff kind of that's bubbling. So, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be bubbling till to like boil up Mania. It feels like it's yeah. bubbling to boil up sooner. Like yeah, obviously yeah. Nakamura, they're doing a lot with Cesaro now. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan as well. Is yeah. Another. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it it. It's weird because I, I normally would have said it's fucking stupid, but it does kind of make sense. Hmm. I mean, it's only what March the twenty first that's going ahead. When's Mania happening this year? They've they've pushed it back a week or something. Eleventh of April. They pushed it back two or three weeks, I think. Oh, I. See. Yeah, um, I think it was meant to be like the end of March. Uh, but yeah, it's it makes sense, doesn't it? I guess if they've got if they've got a lot of like stuff going on and. The, the other thing as well, as, as horrible as this is to say, which will lead into another point, another thing I've got uh, to do with WrestleMania is that that could be like the big night for a lot of guys who won't get on the card. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because WrestleVotes have said that um, with WrestleMania being confirmed two nights, that creative are working on four um, bigger ideas for matches to, that would be two per night that would... Uh, require outside assistance, which this basically said means like legends or part-timers. Oh, um, I see. John Cena and Goldberg are seemingly locked in and rocks while the rock's unlikely, the by the sound things trying to convince Undertaker. Oh god. So, no. Yeah. No. Is it's it's something that um and it, this kind of leads into another news piece I've got so I might as well just say that now that mm-hmm. it's clear that ta- like Talent obviously feel the same way as fans. Um, yeah. One in particular being Biggie. Mm-hmm. He had on uh, the Busted Open radio show with Mark Henry and Bully Ray this week. Uh, and he's pretty much echoing what people were saying about part-timers. Um, he's, it's the actual quote he said was, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to turn down any opportunity that comes my way. You also know it, how it is. Um, they're going to go through a list of part-timers, the big names, the big money guys who work once a year. They're going to go through that list. If they can't get all those guys booked for that Roman spot uh, for WrestleMania, then it's kind of like now, who do we look to at who works here on a weekly basis, who's actually being being grand, grinding, and may, now maybe they'll give get an opportunity. Um, which it's it, like we've always speculated about it. We've not like, I mean, it's, it's clear as day we do, but we've not like, got any concrete proof this kind of is like the smoking gun yeah um, yeah, yeah that sort of proves that and it's just shit isn't it like because mm. 
we are, like we complain every pretty much every week, don't we, about like the lack of new stars being made. Yeah, yeah. Um and the lack of uh the lack of like sort of trust in any of the new stars that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at you look at like the pay per view that we've got coming up, Rumble, uh Goldberg coming up. It's like, well It's ridiculous. You've, you literally you came in at the end of a fucking Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee match. Why couldn't he have held that off to the pay for you? Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? It's... I'd have, I'd have, I'd have sooner taken Drew against Randy again at the Rumble. Yeah, than or bringing build... back Goldberg. Or they've been building the Sheamus storyline with Drew, Drew yeah, and Sheamus, like exactly. pretty much ready you need. I mean, I know it... we were saying like that feels like something they want to leave till Mania, but still, yeah, just anything but Goldberg. Like I don't like. I think we were saying the other day, like in our, in our uh, WhatsApp uh, messenger chat, rather. Um, I don't have don't have an issue with like some of the part timers coming back or like legends coming back or whatever. But it's how they're brought back in the position that they're putting. Yeah, in. I don't mind them being like Cena being kind of like a a dead cert to come back at Mania. I've got no issue with that. I'm actually looking forward no. to seeing John Cena come back. I'm excited for it. The the thing as long is, as he's not John putting a title Cena. picture. Yeah, John Cena's now at the point where he knows he's not there every day of the year. So mm. he knows he's he's probably the the way he's like the way the company's gonna benefit from using him is him making another star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you look at the Firefly Funhouse match last year. Exactly. Uh when he was like doing his last full time run, like putting over guys like Nakamura and Roman. Yeah. To elevate them. Uh, obviously, they do a bit of Cena politics and Barry Baron Corbin, but uh, <laughs> but like you look at you look at his run, like and AJ as well. AJ yeah. beating Queen's a fucking whistle, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, Not that AJ <laughs> needed elevating. <laughs> no, but like, I think for WWE purposes, it did like yeah. kind of solidify, solidify him for anyone who yeah. didn't know who he was. Yeah, um, sure. But yeah, it was it like that's the thing. Cena comes back, even even when you look at a. Uh, was it? Was it last year or the year before? I think it was thirty-four. Um, when he was meant, he was meant to be wrestling Lars Sullivan to start his push. But oh now he, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the shit come out about Lars Sullivan. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh. but like that—that's the thing. It's it's seen as going to go there. He's going to help make somebody look better, yeah, or help elevate them, bring a bit of star power to their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldberg comes in and expects to be booked like it's fucking 1998 and he's some unbeatable. <laughs> he's literally here for the casual fans. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. And he, talk, he if, talks about how he wants to be a hero to a new generation. A no, hero to all the he's kids. brought in for WrestleMania and Royal Rumble just to be get the casual fans in the pay per view, yeah. to buy the pay per view. Mm. You don't but, need it. You don't need it. It's WWE having an itchy trigger finger again, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, they, it's like their knee-jerk reaction to when they have bad ratings is, oh, we need to bring, we need to bring someone from the past. When realistically, you've got everything they, you need there to get ratings back up. Just use them properly. Yeah. When look at look at it this way, in '95, when WWE was like at one of its lowest points. They, they they brought the new generation here in and built up guys like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh-huh. Diesel, Razor Ramon. Yeah. And now they're the fucking guys that are like, well, not those guys specifically, but mm. from that era are the guys that they're relying on to come back and pop a rating. And it's like, well, yeah, that, 
fine, but look what you did back then uh-huh. when you had competition and yeah, your need yeah. reaction was let's build new stars for the future. Uh-huh. Where now it's like you've got competition. They're still not really like a major threat, but you've got these big money deals for TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine watching back in Attitude Era, right? And people like the Iron Sheik came back and just well, squashed the rock and stone cold in a two minute match. Why why <laughs> do you think yeah. yeah imagine the thing is though why do you think that uh, WWE beat WCW in the Monday night was? Exactly. It's exactly. because WCW were real, like they had a lot of like good homegrown talent and a lot of guys who could like have sort of broke through the glass ceiling. Mm. But then standing on the glass ceiling putting a fucking board over it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and yeah. Randy Savage and mm. other guys from that era and it was like I'm not, like I'm not saying I'm not saying like Savage was politic because I don't think he was but Hogan fucking was let's be honest yeah 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 and Hogan was t- like the only the only guy they really broke the mold of was Goldberg mm. and like that was because he didn't know what fucking kayfabe was and he was like oh, yeah, I've got to be booked as a fucking monster yeah it's like well, okay well yeah you, fair enough 98 you can get away with fucking saying that but 2021. 2021, when you're an old man. You're against Drew fucking McIntyre. You're going, yeah, you're going against the guy who's literally in the peak of his career right now, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And he's probably going to fucking beat him in like five minutes, let's be honest. If he wins, Goldberg's going to win. I I am. And if Goldberg wins, I'm going to say it. We're just going to stop doing raw. (laughs) Stop covering raw. Fuck it. Yeah. Until the belt's taken off Goldberg. Until after Mania. I mean, yeah. we we could be not watching Raw for a while, but at the same time, that's because Goldberg won't be on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the, well, that's that's an interesting point you made there, Aaron, because like that's the other problem with doing stuff like this is like you put the belt on a part-time guy; they're not there every week. Like, if you look, and I mean, it's part parts of his reign haven't been that memorable, but. If you look at Drew, he's been there week in, week out. Same can say the same about Kofi the year before. His reign mm-hmm. wasn't super memorable, but he was there every week. Absolutely. Where, yeah. Juxtapose that to um who took it off and Brock, who was mm-hmm. there like a couple of couple of a uh, couple of weeks at a time here and there. Yeah. He, he comes in he comes in to build this but for Hermania match, basically Brock, doesn't he? Yeah. That's, that's, that's all he does. And that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he did, he did, I mean, to, I say that to be fair. He did. He did work a bit more than normal for Brock. And Brock, Brock's one of the only guys that weirdly gets a pass for me because when he when he's interested, he'll put on like he's, a fucking yeah. five star match. Yeah, you only have when, to look at like is the Survivor Series ones like him and him and Finn, him and Brian, him and, him and AJ. I was I was he, about to say him and Brian's incredible. Yeah, even even to an extent. Goldberg and Brock at Mania 33. That yeah. was a fucking yeah, yeah. five well, minute fucking five minutes, but it, Well, it was like what we were saying yesterday on NXT UK, where it was uh, Rampage Brown and Dave Mastiff. It was very reminiscent of that, just two big fucking guys for five minutes, just knocking yeah. bells of shit out of right. each other. That's all it needed to be, and it was good. But yeah. that's what I mean. Like, if you if you put Goldberg in like that kind of a match, that's fine. Just don't put the fucking belt on. Mm. Like, yeah. like when he when he came back and he literally destroyed Dolph at SummerSlam and he did that big angle afterwards with them where like mm. Dolph was calling him back. 
that's the perfect way to bring back a fucking legend. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, a guy who... It's not... Like, and this isn't a, like, jab at Dolph before you think it is, Aaron. No, I'm totally it, agreeing with you. It's yeah. not, like, going to hurt Dolph losing to Goldberg no. because at that point he wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. I mean, fast forward, like, three years later, it's still a similar sort of thing, but... Do you know hey! what I mean? This, this, that, that, again, that's not a jab. Like, just, just like... That's just like using Dolph as an example. He's like Dol- someone Dolph's who could job do that. To everyone he fights over. Yeah, like, that's that's his job. They did the same thing, a similar thing with like Elias, didn't he? Where they were having like mm. him getting beaten up by Undertaker and beaten up by uh, Cena. And it's yeah. like like there's guys on the card who can fit that role that they can get beaten up by like a legend, returning legend. Uh, Edge and... speared him on that same SummerSlam show, but it was on yeah, the pre-show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They can get beat up by a legend, though, and it's not going to hurt them. It's not going to hurt anyone, and it's yeah. going to it's going to bring like casual fans in for a good reason, not for the fact that oh, Goldberg's the world champion, great. <laughs> yeah. Speaking oh, he's of a... still wrestling the same match. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Speaking on a similar note, and I don't know how much truth there was in this, and this isn't something I've got in my notes here, but it's just reminding me something that I saw mm. on Facebook the other day, and you probably saw it as well. It was in regards to Brock and the talk of him coming back. And how yeah, he potentially I, I that wants bullshit. to be booked. I thought it was bullshit, but it was I, still kind of worth. I, I say uh, that, like, again, Brock's like a guy who, as we've just said, like, if he's interested in something, it'll work really good, though. Like, it'll yeah. work really hard. Yeah. Where, when you look at him, like, when he was put in matches against Braun, you could tell he just didn't care. Yeah. There was that match then, where I think Braun caught him accidentally with something and he just absolutely slugged him in the side it of the It was a rumble, he, wasn't it? Was it the rumble? Rumble yeah. 2018. Not nice. <laughs> not nice. The triple threat with Kane. That's mm. what it was. That was but it. But yeah, it, it's it's like uh, with, with Brock, like if he's given something that he likes, like he, like he, he likes working with smaller guys. He likes bumping for smaller guys, like doing the whole, I'm just murdering you, and yeah. then you're going to surprise me, and then I'm still going to murder you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's always an interesting match. It's always compelling. Well, even last year at the Rumble, when he came in at number one and was just dumping people out left, right, and centre, that was quite cool. It was, it was, it was yeah, amusing, it was different. and it was different. And it wasn't him just coming in at number 30 and just dumping yeah. people out like he was in there at number one and it, he was there for half an hour yeah I think it was really good. It was and, good I enjoyed that and also you think about that where in in that like sort of with with everyone that came in there was like a 30 second exchange wasn't it yeah yeah some obviously some less time than others but that really kind of like teased a lot of kind of dream matches for Brock like Brock Keith Lee That'd be amazing. Yeah. And Brock looked excited. Brock looked excited when he came down. Like, I think there was a bit where the camera cut to him and he was just like, whoa, who's this big boy? Who's this motherfucker? (laughs) That'd be awesome to see. I'd love to see that. Like, even Um, the whole interaction with Shelton Benjamin where it was just like, ah, like, we're mates. And he was like, yeah, fuck this, get out. (laughs) Brock and Shelton, I think it'd be really fun, man. Like, there's plenty of build they could do there in terms of a story. But yeah. We've we've jumped well, into that. He's desperate for that Brock match, isn't he? Oh, he is. Oh, he is. Um, to be fair, you could you could quite easily book like Brock and the hair business. Have like Brock as like a baby face, yeah, and have him, have him lose to like Lashley because of fuckery from the hair business and push as, for a mania match. Said, play, play for it. Play off his um, his like past history with Shelton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Obviously, uh, the, the big um, thing at the moment is, as far as we're aware, Brock doesn't have a contract. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's that big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, on, fa- the fact on. that he's just he's just shown up in the UFC game would indicate that. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and moving on to my last bit of WWE news, um, senior producer Steve Conoscenti uh, has told Wrestling Inc. that a second season of the Ruthless Aggression documentary is coming soon to the network. Excitement much. The uh, the first season was well good. It was. Um, the only issue I had with it, and I think John Cena said something about it as well, was it was kind of like revisionist history, wasn't it? In what sense? What do you mean? Go on. Well, he he was talking about his run, and even like even when he's talking about, it, he's like, look, everyone like looks back at that with like rose tinted glasses. I thought it was fucking awful. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, I nearly got fired because of it. Um, and you look at a, I think Cena said it was like his biggest failure or something like that. I remember um, hearing that in an interview. Yeah, I, I'm sure like, he said it on that show. Yeah, funnily enough, um, why he was forced to kind of reinvent himself, and it was that yeah. whole. Yeah. The the other the other thing that sticks out was when they were talking about uh, Vince changing the name of WWE, um, because he needed to re- refresh and rebrand the product, not because he was getting sued by the pandas. Uh, <laughs> Get the f out, mate. Yeah. Um, and pandas that's what I mean. It's a, it's a very revisionist history thing. But that being said. Um, the episode on Brock was incredible. That was, yeah, it was. such a good, good uh, yeah. bit of like a documentary with WWE. Yeah. And a, a lot of these documentaries WWE put out are fantastic. Like they are. the production good. quality on them is amazing. Yeah. Um, I've just um, watched the Keith Lee one he did the twenty four. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. I've not watched um, that yet. There's the AJ and, one as well, isn't there? That came out. Yeah, that that's brilliant as well. The AJ Untold, and they've got loads of air. Uh, Footage from uh, TNA and New Japan for the AJ one and Ring of Honor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I I think I think like that's the other thing that's quite cool is WWE kind of they're getting past the whole. Well, it's we're the only company in the world. We won't acknowledge anything else. Yeah. And now they're kind of like at the point where, okay, well, if we've got this guy who's coming in who's like been like a star everywhere but here. Why not? Why don't we like pay to like use that the right? To, yeah, yeah, pay to get the right to a bit of footage or like some fo- photographs that we can then put on and go. Well, this is this. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah it's, it's, Instead it's of there. using that video footage that they had from Sunday Night Heat back in two thousand and one against the Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have you. I'll have you know it wasn't Sunday Night Heat. It was Saturday Night Metal. Oh, 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 there you go. Even sure, worse. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> Velocity? <laughs> oh, no, this is pre-Velocity. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's my last bit of WWE news. Uh, Jay, I've what have got, you got? I've got two more bits. I've got a very, very, very bad one, and I've got a good one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the bad one first, because yeah. the bad one out of the way. Um, so Fightful Selective reported that WWE talent were informed via the talent relations app recently they would not be receiving a COVID-19 vaccine through WWE and it was their own responsibility to shed to schedule and get said vaccine. This surprise yeah, this surprised several WWE talent that they were expecting this to be, as they were expecting this to be set up through WWE, while others that we spoke to figured that because of the nature of their status as independent contractors, that it would end up this way. Oh man alive, not this shit There's, again. 
there's a ton of frustration amongst talent that we've spoken that they've spoken to. Um, who know there are influential people near the top of WWE who actively speak against COVID. In the day since Drew McIntyre's announcement, several other names behind the scenes have tested positive for COVID. Obviously, um, there was three quite prominent names missing from a role this week. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Keith Lee, Sheamus, and Mia Yim. Yeah. Um, and on SmackDown this week, uh, there was a big one I noticed. Don't know oh, if yeah. you got picked up on it. Jay Uso. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it was point. Jay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, those, I imagine there was probably a fair few other people who weren't there. Mm. It, it just kind of like goes, like the whole thing, like WWE management just don't take it seriously. They don't think it's a real fucking thing. And mm. It's like your champion's missing time because of it. Yeah. Like it's it's not like we're fucking, <laughs> it, it's it's not like they, they've had the shortage of people. I think at this point, the only way anyone's going to fucking take it seriously is if Vince gets it. Yeah, yeah, and let's be honest, Vince. Vince has probably had it, and he's probably <laughs> thought, "I'm just, I've just got like a bug. I've got to beat this. Just got a bit and of seasonal te- flu, hobby, all right. Not got himself tested and passed it amongst his talent. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, this this just another another shitty thing, isn't it? Um, WWE yeah. to their talents and just not nice. It, the sad part is about this is it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. No, no. Like we, not one bit did this surprise me that they were that this that I heard this. Mm. I was hoping I'd be wrong, but yeah. Good old WWE. Um <laughs> anyway, off off that what's, bad news. What's your good news? Brighten us up. <laughs> the good news is that uh, Chad Gable appeared on the bump this week. Um and he revealed that Jason Jordan is working hard to return to the ring. Uh, he, ha- he hasn't wrestled for three years since uh, injuring Jesus. his neck. Three um, years? Fuck. But was his last match that tag team title match? Against the bar, yeah. Aye. Him and Seth first. Him bar. and Seth, yeah, yeah. At, um, at the Rumble? Yeah, at the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Bloody hell. Yeah, he's, he's been out since 2018. Um, wow. He's been doing a lot of backstage stuff, though, hasn't he? He's, like, he's had his hand yeah, the, in like, producer roles and the, stuff or something. Yeah, basically when it looked like the injuries career ended. And this is this is like one thing like you can't really like rag on WWE for is that when somebody gets what looks like a career ending injury, um, instead of instead of kind of like just casting them aside yeah. and letting them fall through the cracks like they would have in yet like previous years, they train retrain them. Yeah, put them in, like, yeah. oh yeah, they look, they look guys after like, him in that sense. You look at guys like Corey Graves, he literally is like, yeah. he only got that job because he got two making cushions in NXT and he trained them up as a commentator. Yeah. Um, you look at Tyson Kidd as well. He, yeah. Yep. He had that career and a neck injury. Um, God, yeah, I and, forgot about that. It was, uh, it was against Samoa Joe, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why Joe doesn't do the muscle busting anymore. Uh, yeah. I remember he teased it. Yeah, he teased it. Oh! Yeah. Trying to pop the boys, wasn't he? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's a more joke to some degree just now as well, because of yeah. injury. That's a point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's had some problems with concussion. Is that so, why he's off? Is it concussion? I believe. Joke? Well, he had a concussion last year, and then he had a hand injury as well. Yeah, I remember the hand injury, yeah. Um, And he came back from the hand injury. I think he failed, he failed a piss test as well, didn't he? 
album. And uh, that was when he got took off original, took was off this TV back. Around the same time that Rude went off as well for Yes, it would have yeah. been, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um But yeah, like you say, they they look after them kind of if they're out injured, retrain them, finding them something else within the company rather than just like, well, you're no good to us anymore. That'll yeah. be interesting to see if he does manage to come back. Um, obviously, I don't think any, were, any of us were a fan of that whole he's Kurt Angle's son storyline, but you can't discredit how good he is and how good um, American Alpha were in, in NXT. They didn't really kind of tap on that too much when they were brought on to to Raw, or was it Raw or SmackDown they came to? I can't remember. SmackDown they came on to, won yeah. the tag titles, and then they got split off. Yeah. It was like, great. Bring them back, like, have 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 Gable teasing a new I, member of the Alpha Academy. Say, you, could, you could even bring them back as, like, a manager. Like, yeah. kind of like the role Eddie Dennis has with the Hunt and yeah. NXT UK, where Get involved he wrestles he occasionally. That's it. He's generally the manager. Yeah, um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, hopefully he's back, because he has... Yeah. Just said he was awesome. Um, he, he reminded me kind of like a cross of like Kurt Angle and Taz with all the suplexes he was doing. Yes, that's it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that that was that was uh, my good bit of news, kind of to yeah, man, to settle that. Um, <laughs> Is you that one of your WWE stuff? Have you got anything? Yeah, I've, I've got I've got a load of NXT stuff. Okay, um, should we jump onto that? Unless you've got any, you got anything, Aaron? No, no, I've left it all to you. Ah, that's, that's kind of you. <laughs> I always leave the news to you, guys. I'm nice like that. <laughs> I've only got one bit of NXT news. Uh, it's just a recent signing. Uh, according to Insider, Anthony Henry has signed with WWE and will be working in NXT. For those not familiar with him, uh, I believe he was in Evolve prior to this. He's a former he Evolve a, tag team champion. He had a fantastic match with Arturo Ruas in Evolve. Oh, okay. Um yeah, it was. He's, he's got kind of like an MMA style. He's yeah, very, I've, very, very good. Looked up a bit of him beforehand. He certainly looks the part. He's adorned in tattoos, ripped as hell. Looks a little yeah. bit like Corey Graves did back in the day with all the chest tattoos, but just a bit bulkier. Um, but yeah, mm. like you said, that kind of MMA style would be pretty cool. Yeah, he's good wrestler. Um, yeah, uh, well, I've got a fair few bits of signing news here as well. Uh, so WWE have added um, three new women to the roster in NXT as well. Um, they signed Elena Black, Lacey Ryan and Priscilla Kelly all for NXT. Um, they'll be going under the names. Uh, I think Elena Black's going to be Cora Jade. Mm-hmm. Lacey Ryan's going to be Zoe Stark and Priscilla Kelly's going to be Gigi Dolan. Um, Gigi Shake, Dolan. Shaking your head, Aaron. You're not happy. More, more pulling oh. fucking names at a hat, are we? <laughs> Wesley, well, Wesley, Wesley G- Nash Carter, Gigi Dolan. Well, Fuck the me. Gigi Dolan one is um, a reference to her ex-husband. All right. Darby Allen. Oh, did not know that. Because uh, G- I mean, they're still Darby best Allen. friends. It's not yeah. like the heat. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, yeah, like because uh, Darby Allen's name comes from uh, the punk G-G singer Gigi Allen. G-G Allen. Yeah, so yeah. Gigi Dolan. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade had a very good match on 205 Live last night against uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. First in ever the, uh, women's match on 205 Live. Yeah, in the women's Dusty Classic. Uh, they came up on the losing end, but they both looked very good. Uh, Elena Black had appeared on AW Dark as well. Um, okay. 
I didn't really see much of, but she was pretty good from what I've seen. Um, cool. Uh, Fightful have also added to this saying uh, that uh, these have been in the work since November. Oh, wow. Um, which is, yeah, it, it kind of shows like what, uh, how slow everything's going at the moment. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of things that are going slow, um, Joshi wrestler Sari is heading to uh, the USA after signing with WWE in February 2020. She was meant to she was meant to be moving to America uh, in March last year, but obviously, yeah, world That's went on literally fire. Just <laughs> when it kicked off as well. Yeah, um, so she's been stuck in Japan. She has been doing a bit of work in Japan. Um, she'd previously worked for um, the companies I've never heard of either of these Seedling and World Women Pro Wrestling Diana, which they actually WWE actually allowed her to have a couple more matches for. Okay. Um, during the pandemic, just basically to keep a keep a ticket over ring stuff. Um, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's um she's she's someone who I'm, I'm not familiar with at all, but I've only heard good things about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Melford was saying she's like a standout Joshi wrestler, so I imagine she'll uh, be quite a big deal in NXT when she does get over here. Sweet. Um, what else have we got here? So. <clears throat> Fightful Selective reported that Jessamine Duke is not injured. Um, but the reason she's not in the uh, May Young Classic with uh, a former tag team partner, Marina Shafir, obviously from the Four Horsewomen, mm-hmm. um, is because she's been she's been spending more time focusing, working on the Up, Up, Down, Down YouTube channel. Oh, decent. Uh, she's I, been, I, I remember you mentioned something about this a while ago, that yeah, there was a, yeah. a few people there working on that. Yeah, like um, ba- basically, uh, before she got signed by WWE, she was like, she'd retired from MMA, was ba- like basically just a Twitch streamer. All right. Um, so WWE have obviously seen that and gone, okay, well, we'll, we'll kind of focus more on that because you've yeah, already yeah. got experience in that. Um, okay, that's decent. And I believe uh, Miriam, Shayna Baszler, and Dakota Kai have also been doing work, but she's like more prominently, like she's been doing a lot of videos with Xavier Woods and yeah, uh, with yeah. those other three as well. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've, I've been following on Twitch for a couple of months now. She's got, like, she's, she's quite fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Does some cool, cool stuff. So, yeah, I think this is this is cool. Obviously, it, it, allows, it allows people who have lost their... Uh, the Twitch channels to do a bit more stuff. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of allows Xavier Woods, like the time to do all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously he's got like G4 and he's. That's the thing. Yeah. And now you got someone um, as capable of kind of hosting that stuff and putting it together and, and knows that industry, yeah. if you like that, that world of, of gaming and streaming, then yeah, frees up his time. That's cool. That's yeah. really good. Um, and last little bit, uh, Fightful Selective reported that Parker Boudreaux, friend of the podcast, he follows us on Twitter, um, <laughs> as if was backstage at NXT on Wednesday. Uh, for those who don't know, Parker is a six foot four, three hundred pound offensive lineman from UCF who previously uh, played for Notre Dame. Uh, he bears a striking, striking resemblance to a young Brock Lesnar. If you haven't seen him, he's literally like. Yeah, Brock Lesnar with more tattoos. Yeah. They are yeah. they are literally calling him the next Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Paul Heyman tweeted out a picture of him and referring to him as the next big thing a few weeks ago. 
See, um, I've got an issue with this. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and my issue is now. Imagine. Don't say anything bad about him. He follows us on Twitter. No, 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 no. This is this is nothing bad about him. This is this is the speculation and everything yeah. circling around him by people going, "Oh, he's the next Brock Lesnar." Imagine coming into a company like coming into WWE or wherever and wanting to forge mm. your career as a wrestler, and the instant thing is you're compared to someone else that. Like fans are kind of like 50-50 on like they don't like the way that Brock's booked or this, that, and the other. And instantly you're coming in and people are comparing you to someone like that. How are you meant to kind of flourish as your own person, your own character, if that's the thing straight away? I think I mean with with that, I mean, we've all seen the picture of him. I think there's no getting away from it, of course. There's no getting away from the fact that he looks a lot like Brock. Yeah. And he's a similar build to Brock. Um, I, I I think that's one of those things. Like I I, I feel I feel them them saying this about him is more because he looks like Brock, not not because mm. not not because he's he's going to be the next Brock. Yeah, yeah. That being said, um, I mean when you when you think of when Brock debuted, like there's not been anything since like that. No. So impactful debut, wasn't it? Yeah. So like. If they were to do that, I mean, it would be at least it would be compelling because it would be something similar but different. Yeah, yeah, fair as enough. A, as opposed, as opposed to just, oh yeah, this is this person. We're going to debut them. They're going to win for like three months, and then we're going to have them job out on main event for another three months, and then <laughs> then we're going to wonder why people don't care about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bit like Alistair Black. Oh, um, Alistair, he's not been on TV which, since what, like October? Well. He's not had a match for three months. Um, apparently, though, uh, I did see something on which, in fact, that was the news thing I was looking for before we start. <laughs> um, there's been conflicting reports about that. I'll just bring it up now. That Alistair Black, um, like some site, uh, PW Insider said that he's in line for a massive push when he comes back. They're gonna like kind of re- like re-debut him, like re- not not repackage him, but you know what I mean, like kind of yeah, 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 relaunch him, so yeah. to speak. Um, and that uh, people and people have told Fightful Select about that that uh, they believe the reason he's being held off TV right now is to kind of like sort of sort of sort of like let the sort of ill will between them after what happened with Zelina. Oh, I see. Just let that cool off subside a bit. A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which would make sense. Hopefully, that's yeah. true because he's one of the best wrestlers they've got on the entire roster, in my opinion. He's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, and. Again, like a reoccurring thing that we've we've said constantly is different, and yeah, you can't get much different than Al- what Alistair Black presents. Yeah. He's big fucking Dutch kickboxer, shit house covered in tattoos. Brilliant, yeah. and he's what a good pro. Like? He's a good promo, better promo yeah. than people give credit for. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, fingers crossed. This this means we're getting the return of Alistair Black soon, um, yeah. and yeah. That, think that's the end of my NXT stuff. I actually have two more bits of NXT, which I don't know how I didn't see on my notes, but here they are. Um, Wrestling Observer Live's Brian Alvarez uh, said that, as crazy as it sounds, a person backstage at this week's recording of NXT uh, said that it was the beginning of a heel turn for Casey and Casey. I can see that happening. This like they remind me a little bit of the Iconics in that they're kind of like, they're loud and they're just like, oh, we're this, we're this, we're that. And just really fucking irritating. Do they really uh, need a heel tag team, though? 
Yeah, uh, they didn't no, face yeah, there's barely, um, like we saw in that lineup at the start of the, the women's dusty cup that there was barely any face tag teams. Well, I, w- I was gonna say, um, one like one thing I kind of picked up on before before this like news story come out, uh, when I was just watching NXT, um, because th- this come out on Thursday, did it? Uh, Friday, fr- Friday, I think it was, it was the day after, it was at least the day after, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah, yeah, um. So one thing I did pick up on was that um, Casey and Caden were like interrupting an injury announcement thing. Yeah. To make oh, it about them. And I was like, yeah. is that is that just WWE doing like what they do with Charlotte Flair where they make her a sympathetic baby face when she's not? <laughs> or <laughs> to be is, that, is that like fo- like planting the seeds? Yeah. If I spend if I spent two months on weekly television and got a win, I'd be fucking interrupting injury fucking reports <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> oh, mate, you, you win one game of Uno and you're fucking insufferable. So, yeah, I can definitely, uh, <laughs> I can definitely uh, see that. <laughs> um, um, what was your other bit? My last bit, uh, NBC has announced that the network will be shutting down. NHL and NASCAR will be moving to the USA network. This means potentially NXT could be moved to a different night due to NHL taking uh, NHL games taking place on the Wednesday night spot. Could, be the, end, could be the end of the Wednesday night wars. It could put them on Tuesday and go head to head with Impact. Put them on Tuesday or put it on Thursday. NXT UK is on a Thursday. Ah, fuck NXT UK. Fuck you. You. <laughs> yeah, you, you can fucking leave. You can fuck well, right off. What do you used to do? You used to have NXT and NXT UK on a Wednesday, mm. and all they do is they put NXT uh, just NXT it. UK on the hour before NXT. Yeah, that, that was sense. that was obviously that was back when um, when NXT was uh, just an hour and on the and on the network. Oh yeah, but yeah. NXT UK and then NXT back to back. So it's not it's not like out the realm of possibility that they could still do that. Mm. I think as well on a Thursday, NXT UK comes on like UK time, um, eight o'clock is it? I think. Uh, yes, eight pm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they could do that, and then like four four or five hours later, be putting up NXT on TV. Yeah, American And also, if you think about it, like I know certainly myself, like. With with when two shows on a Wednesday, I I watch one of them live usually, and well, I watch one of them live, and then I'll watch the other either the day after or straight after if I yeah, can't yeah. sleep. Yeah, um, it would definitely make it a lot easier for wrestling fans. Yeah, if they were on different days, I think as well. You look at like the ratings. There's a lot like there's a lot of people who watch AEW don't watch any WWE. And obviously, a lot of people who watch WWE don't watch AEW. But if you've got another wrestling show and you've got guys there like who you're familiar with, because obviously there's a lot of guys in AEW who have been in WWE. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in NXT who um, obviously have. There's some people who've shown up on AEW Dark, but there's also yeah. people who um, because like AEW aren't afraid to reference companies like PWG and like um, Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. U Japan. That yeah. kind of like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like giving you like further reading for the other That's stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people could see, Oh, well this person I really liked in PWG is actually an NXT. I'll check that out. 
mm-hmm. was personally like from New Japan's gone to NXT. Yeah. I've checked out. Yeah. I think if they moved them to separate days, it would improve the ratings for both shows. Yeah, absolutely. Because you wouldn't be having to pick and choose what you're watching. It yeah. It benefits everybody. It's stupid that in they don't like, already do it. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid that they feel like they've got to go for this ratings war thing. And even even like looking at AW, like when they were first looking for their weekly show, they actually wanted it to be on a Tuesday. Yeah, I remember that. They yeah, they copyrighted Tuesday Night Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was only that they couldn't they couldn't be squeezed in on the Tuesday slot that they got put on a Wednesday, which in the first place. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I I hope that happens. I've been saying for a while. Well, since they did the uh, Tuesday Night NXT with the yeah, I am a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were saying it, it'd be great because we can go. We've got time to then watch every show mm-hmm. yeah. across the board, but yeah. Speaking of other promotions and AEW, uh, should we move on to some AEW news? Go on then. Uh, uh, I've got mm, two bits. Um, I've got mind. five. Nice. Um, I'll kick off with uh, Rio or Riho. Uh, may not be returning to AEW anytime soon, according to the Observer, because overseas travel is still quite a hassle. However, reports that came out a little later in the week um, say that AEW is trying to bring her back and it could happen as early as February. So um, I don't know what's going an, on with... There was an interesting development in regards to that, on um, which I didn't even pick up on. It was only a big taste in Aaron pointing this out to me. Um, on AEW this week, they announced a women's title eliminator tournament so similar to the tournament he did for the world title last year oh okay uh, so 16 woman tournament the winner gets a shot at the aw women's title 16 um, women have they got 16 yeah. women no, on there listen, that's why well listen that's why you were so you. on the poster there's there's like the bracket with like the 16 names in it mm-hmm. one side's got an american flag and the other side's got a japanese flag oh hello oh we, we were speculating that we think one side is going to be like either American talent or AW homegrown talents. Right. Or, you know, what I mean? AW's own talent. Yeah. Maybe some and impact, then, maybe some NWA. The, well, the other side, the, the Japanese flag is going to be like Japanese. You wrestlers in Japan if they can yeah. travel. And then once they can, bring the final. Over. You just have to send one person over then, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, bring the over eight. Or, or the other thing is a couple of Joshi and then a couple of like um Rest Impact of the world. and NWA yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um but either way. Yeah, man. Uh yeah, it's it's one of it's one of them because like you look at um obviously we were talking earlier about uh Sari and um that it's- she's moving over now to America. So there's obviously movement. It's just it's just a weird thing by AEW for that tournament to have two specific flags one on each side of the bracket yeah and then not Mm. say anything about it or why it's them to yeah specifically because they've they've got a couple of like japanese women signed but a lot of them were stuck over in japan because of the pandemic right right like the likes of a yuka sakazaki riho uh emi sakura they were all like quite quite prominent names in AEW, but then the pandemic happened and we've not seen them since. Mm. It was only that it was only the Chi that had already moved over to America that uh, that she uh, managed to like stay. stay there through the yeah, pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, Rio did finish up with Stardom recently, so I assume that 
Um, that means she will be trying to get over there ASAP. Interesting. Uh, my last little bit of AEW news, uh, a fairly hefty one. Comes from one or two sources, but still could be taken with a pinch of salt. Uh, Tony Khan supposedly wants to purchase Impact Wrestling for their video catalogue, but also wants to inherit their roster. This would also include all of TNA's years of video too, although he continuously denies reports, but speculation continues to grow and is obviously I mean, fueled by recent cross-promotion that's been going on with Kenny and the Good Brothers. Not just that. Have you listened to his fucking paid advertisements on impact i've oh. not heard them i know there's been a few of them is it him tony is a phone? hell of a promo <laughs> tony khan's a fucking good promo man um tony khan and tony shivani just rip fucking impact to shreds every yeah. week in this paid advert really? on impact <laughs> yeah fucking hell. Obvi- obviously that's for like storyline purposes um but like the bet the best thing was when he said to shivani Oh yeah, you uh, you worked uh, you used to work for Impact, didn't you? Yep, worked there one day, left the business for for thirteen years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, very insane. And one thing that um, Impact Wrestling do have that AW don't, which would be something they'd inherit with the video library, is they've got their own streaming platform, like the network. Oh, okay. So that would obviously be something that would be of interest to AEW mm. because it saves them from making their own. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a good shout. Yeah. And it's already got all the video library up of impact, or the majority of it anyway, uploaded. Yeah, yeah. Um so that might that might be something. Mm. It's it's one of them. I I feel like at the moment, I don't know if it would benefit them too much from doing it like the working relationship they've got seems better than an all-out purchase all-out thing yeah that being said the fact like it it benefits both sides doesn't it really because there's like guys in impact there's guys in impact that you'd love to see show up in AEW. there's guys in AEW you'd love to see show up in impact it was certainly bolster AEW's women's division as well well yeah that's kind of their like not low point, but it's it's where they're lacking. Their tag division is superb. Their male singles division is superb. The women's division has always been kind of the the letdown, if you like. So, and there's plenty of great yeah. women on Impact. So, yeah, AW's women's division is improving, but yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree. Like, there's a lot of great women's wrestlers in Impact who would definitely uh, strengthen that AW uh, roster. Yeah. Um, hmm? Susan. Susan. <laughs> Your fave. <laughs> My fave, Susan. Spooky Susan from HR. <laughs> Susan from HR. She um, wouldn't be your fucking fave if you were here working there, mate. You'd be fucking pulled in for a meeting with her every week. <laughs> um, Whatever so, AEW news have you got? <laughs> uh, well, while we're on the subject of uh, women's wrestlers, uh, they, this is kind of like it could have been gone in either, but I've put it with a. Uh, AW because she was there recently. Uh, Lindsay Snow, who won Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2020, who is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, dead, dead unique look, uh, covered in tattoos, got like white dreadlocks. Uh, and she's fucking massive. Really? Yeah. Her uh, 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 Twitter handle's literally Kaiju Power. Um, fucking hell. <laughs> she's, she's great, though. She's like genuinely really good. Um, yeah. She'd been showing up on AW Dark recently. It uh, looked like they were going to sign her because she was like a really hot prospect. Um, 
Unfortunately, she's tore her ACL and meniscus in her knee. Oh, and she's going to be out for nine months. Uh, she did it in a death match. Um, some, of pictures, some of the pictures were insane. She was wearing like a, um, she was wearing like all white and blood just pouring down her face. Good um, God, yeah. she is terrified, like awesome, but terrifying. Yeah, she's got, she got a good look, hasn't she? A superb look. Yeah. She wouldn't uh, have got a place in the riot squad. No. <laughs> Um, well, but yeah, so uh, hopefully she gets a speedy recovery and um, we see more of her in AW when she is recovered or somewhere else. Just get her on, get her on, get TV. her in one of the big companies. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, on the subject of AW, uh, what will I do next? I'll do that one. Uh, Fightful have reported that AW filed a trademark for Battle of the Belts. This is the name of an old NWA show in the mid eighties. Um, it was kind of like the precursor to Clash of the Champions, I believe. Right, right. Uh, the the trademark says it can be used for merchandising, including clothing, toys, and games. Uh, I reckon that's something to do with the old, the old video game. Do you? Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, the games part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, game that we're I, not I, getting for another I, fucking just three years. for different arenas and things. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's conflicting things on that, isn't there? Um, what, in regards but, to how long it's going to be before it comes out? Yeah. They, yeah, like, they, they're, they're still aiming that they want to get it out at the end of this year, but they've yeah. also said it, they've also said if it takes, like, till 2023, they'll, they'll take as long yeah. as they need to, basically, just because they want it to be as good as possible. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, Battle of the Belts, like, if, if it's for games, then maybe that means they're going to integrate some in Impact Talent Ooh. into the games. That'd be cool. You unlock them as you go through. Possibly. Yeah. Be pretty cool. I yeah. like it. Either that or it's going to it's gonna lead to them trademarking it for something else and we're going to get, like, an Impact and it's gonna be a pay-per-view somewhere yeah. down the road. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. We're or getting, we're getting a championship unification match. For what? Three brands with who? Oh, for Impact title and a AW title. Oh, Kenny's okay. taking that belt off Rich. <laughs> well, uh, I meant three branded as in NWA, Impact, and AEW. Good. To be fair, Tasty. like a Kenny Omega Nick Aldis match will be compelling. Yeah. It yeah. works, which I like an old school style. Yeah. Um, Money. Yeah. Uh, other AEW news I've got. Um, AW are rumored to be changing the date of their Revolution pay per view to the seventh uh, of March. This is due to the Jake Paul fight taking place on the same night. Uh, apparently, they run—I don't know if it was the last Full Gear or the or the first one—they run against uh, a Jake Paul fight, and um, it kind of like affected the buy rates of the show. Oh, okay. Uh, th- this was this was revealed after they posted the banner on their YouTube page and swiftly pulled it down. But someone took a screen grab of it, ah, uh, and it said seventh of March. Interestingly, seventh of March is a Sunday, and that would be the first AW pay per view that would fall on a Sunday. Um, oh, of course, it's Saturdays usually, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have announced the first match for that pay per view as well, which is going to be Brian Cage and Ricky Starks facing off against Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. Yes, Ricky Starks is going to take some silly bumps in that match. The poor bastard. <laughs> Gonna, he's gonna sell his little ass off, bless him. Um, <laughs> and 
my last bit of news is uh, Rene Paquette has revealed on her Oral Sessions podcast that John Moxley is writing a book. Um, she revealed it on the one with Tony Khan. Tony Khan said he's read um, some snippets of it as well. Nice. So it sounds like it's going to be very interesting. I'll definitely Sweet. be, yeah, I'll be read. getting that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, is that all of your AW? Tell me AW, just rest of the world now. Sweet. So around the world, rest of the world. Um, insider notes that, um, what's her name? Taya Valkyrie. Uh, went to, yeah, her last set of Impact uh, Wrestling TV tapings following her loss at Hard to Kill. She is now officially done with Impact Wrestling uh, and there appears to be some interest from both WWE and AEW. Um, she's uh, John Morrison's wife, isn't she? Yes. So yeah. there's a strong chance she'll head over there, I guess. Yeah, well, that she is, but also she's very good friends with a lot of people in AEW, so could be could be the way she'd be okay she'd okay. be a fucking awesome signing for aw because obviously as we've said uh or the division. Division, yeah. Something like that. yeah yeah um that being said she'd also be a great fit on wwe yeah um, yeah i i think just now it could be that or just because both florida obviously husband and one are best pals in AEW. Uh, uh, yeah. it could be that are really yeah yeah Cool. Um, according to Fightful Select, uh, Michael Elgin has said he won't go back to New Japan because he thinks Tamatonga is an unsafe worker who only got a push because his father is Haku. New Japan officials say Elgin was fired. I know Tamatonga's been pretty vocal well, this week about him. I, on, uh, I've got some news about that, so I'll just, I'll just say a lead into that. Okay. Tamatonga revealed on his Tamas Island podcast that um, the reason Michael Elgin was fired from NJ. New Japan. I was trying to do the fucking word then. <laughs> the <laughs> initials even as one word. Um, New Japan. Uh, uh, the reason he was fired from New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, was he left the tour early and cited that he wanted to spend more time with his family because the schedule of going to Japan was too much for him to take. He then, uh, when he got home, appeared, while under contract in New Japan, appeared at the end for Impact Wrestling. And oh, then... And then made the trip back over to Japan to all Japan, their rival. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why he got fired. Um, Christ. Yeah. Um, Tamatonga in that as well. Uh, one thing he did say is he he'd love to try and broker a deal, uh, like a I don't know if it was a talent exchange or like a working relationship between New Japan and WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ta- Tamatonga, infamous uh, for obviously keeping kayfabe, whether that's just him like <laughs> taking shots at the uh, at his uh, Bullet Club friends who are Bullet Club, but are Bullet Club. Oh, um, that'd be tasty, though, wouldn't it? Imagine Gorillas of Destiny and against the Usos. Yeah, oh. yeah, all the times fucking Tamatonga had a go at Roman Reigns as well. Oh, I remember they came coming out yeah. on his entrance and doing like the fucking the Superman thing, and yeah, uh, yeah. When Cody Rhodes said something about Tama going to NXT and Tam was like, yeah, they couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> never um, changed, Tama. Never changed. Uh, no, no fucks given to Tama Tonga. Who the uh, fuck is you? From... Who the fuck Grow is you? <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry, Aaron. Grow your beard back. That's all you need to change. Grow mate. your beard back. Grow your hair back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last two bits from me. Uh, according to Fightful Select, James Storm is not under contract of Impact, but he's not done working with them yet either. 
Um, I mean, since 2016, has he ever been a full contract to impact? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He just keeps popping up in impact every so often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like sounds like he's um because he's meant to be signing with WWE, wasn't he last year? Just before Mania, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, uh, and obviously COVID happened. Uh, oh, imagine that would have got beer money instead of fucking dirty dogs or whatever they call them, dirty blurts. Blurty dogs. Blurty um, dogs. <laughs> um. Oh shit! Actually, when we're talking about people uh, notably missing from um, SmackDown, Bob Roode. Yeah. He wasn't there either. Um. But yeah, uh, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what happens with James Storm because he. He was he was actually contracted to NWA that expired around Mania, I believe, um, okay. and then he was meant to be going to WWE, mm-hmm. and then he's shown up an Impact now. I'd see, I'd be interesting to see what happens. He he was training with Ronda Rousey as well, oh, um, okay. a couple of months back. So he's oh, obviously and her like husband as well. Yeah. yeah, so he he's obviously like got something big in the pipeline. It's just yeah. yeah waiting for everything to get back to normal a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my last bit of uh, around the world news, uh, Dark Side of the Rings season three have announced some more episodes. So we already knew about the Brian Pillman one, um, which is exciting and fucking awesome within itself. Uh, they've also announced this week, there's going to be one on the Smith family, the Smith family being Jake, the snake, uh, rocking Robin and Sam Houston, um, they've also announced uh, New New Japan WCW Collision in Korea as an episode. Uh, Nick Gage, who I'm not familiar with. Uh, oh, what am I missing? What am I missing? Nick Gage is a deathmatch wrestler. Uh, he went to jail. I, was it for armed robbery? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's quite a good wrestler, but he's just like fucking mental. He's he's kind of like this generation's New Jack. Oh, superb! Well, yeah. well, no, well, you say that, but backstage he is apparently sound if you're on the right side of him. Yeah, but as soon as you're he, off his good side, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah, he, he had a he had a death match with David Arquette and nearly legitimately killed David Arquette. Christ. Um, All because they like got a bit confused as to what each other were planning on doing. Yeah. So like it got a bit shooty. <laughs> David Arquette started shooting on Nick Gage because he's like a lunatic. <laughs> Bloody Nora. And then, like the really good friends now, apparently. He he sounds like fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's also an episode on FMW, XPW, which I did a bit of reading about before, and that sounds absolutely fucking bad. Oh, we were talking about that anyway. We Jesus Christ. Uh and another one on someone I'm not familiar with, and excuse me if I pronounce his name wrong. Um Eon. Kroturu? Kroishuru? I don't know. Can't pronounce it. I believe he's Canadian. Um, but just reading up about him here. Uh, he's Is Canadian. that uh, Bruiser Bedlam? Uh, that's the one, yeah. Yes, that's Aye, it. Some brackets. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not familiar at all with that. He was uh, a gang member uh, convicted of assault, trafficking, cocaine, and bombing a police station. And in 2011, first-degree murder. So again, he sounds like a fun chap. So there's an episode <laughs> on him. <laughs> He sounds nice. Um, so the, the episodes they've announced for Dark Side of the Ring season three. That sounds like it's good. They announced, did fucking... you say the Canyon one as well? You did, didn't you? Uh, oh, I didn't say that, but yes, that's no, also announced. announced the Canyon one the other Chris day Canyon. as well, didn't you? Yeah. 
So um, yeah, that sounds like it's going um, to be a banging I'm, season. I'm holding out hope for a dynamite kid one. Oof. Because yeah. if anyone's read Bret Hart's book, he's fucking mental. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to fucking XPW. That's for sure. Of course you are, you say it. You want to talk about thumbs getting cut off and nothing. (laughs) You is fucking good. For any of of our listeners who haven't uh, listened to Stephen Larson, they do an interview with the creators of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Stephen Larson's going in raw and they talk about XPW and the, there's a story that uh, the guys from Dark Side of the Ring tell about getting the TV rights for some of the matches from XBW. Oh my, uh, this is going to be a fucking great episode. Just from that story alone, it's going to be a great episode. Oh, can he wait? That's all of my uh, around the world news. Jay, have you got a few bits to finish? Oh, three off? little bits, uh, but nice. two impact and one New Japan. Okay. Uh, I'll do the impact ones first. Uh, so at Hard to Kill at the last week, last week, uh, Madison Rain announced her retirement from uh, pro wrestling. Uh, obviously, it was speculated um, anyway because she said she was going to be leaving Impact to take a, a normal job, uh-huh. so to speak. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she basically announced her retirement, um, and she got a lot of a uh, lot of women's wrestlers from around the world, like kind of showing like an outpour and a love to her for. Her. Um, I mean, she has one of the original, like, knockouts, so... And she's in the May Young Classic as well, isn't she? Yeah. Um, she's not even that old. No. Well, it's, again, as from what I said a couple of weeks ago, it's women wrestling. As soon as you hit, like, 40, you start to... Whoa! Um, da- how whoa, dare you I'm... besmirch the name of May Young? <laughs> how dare you? You well, you are telling me you drafted literal... Tupac hologram of me young onto your fucking roster. Me young's exception. Just you settle yourself. Me young is exception. You fucking settle yourself. But as soon as you hit forty, you start to dwindle down, and your boss starts trying to replace you. That's not in my eyes. That's just how the cookie crumbles. It seems to be in the wrestling business. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're wrong there. I'm oh, are you sure going to tell me Natalia's over 40? Mickey James is over 40. Both dwindling in the end of their careers. <laughs> well, ask, wow. ask us 39. Um, Hi, sorry, Shayna Baszler's going to Shayna Baszler is older than fucking Beth Phoenix. Hmm? Well, it's fine. Baszler's stuck in a tag team being setting fiddle to Nia Jax. Baszler's so. about to become a fucking star, mate. So <laughs> yes, mate. Well. Believe that. Believe that. Believe that. Make him understand, like, Jay. I'll let, I'll let you shoot me down when Baszler wins the Rumble. <laughs> God, I hope she wins oh, the Rumble now. I hope she wins the Rumble. And you have to God, shave, your, shave your fucking head again for making stupid, stupid bets. I'm taking bets. your fucking eyebrows. I'm going to scalp yours. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Madison Ray is um, retired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good good, uh, good of Aaron to share his opinions on women's wrestling. Therefore, It's I'm not happy. my opinions. It's how the cookie crumbles. Came out of his mouth. Came out of his mouth. <laughs> you sit there and drink your fucking iron brew bin juice. <laughs> you, you drink your fucking submarine cleaner there. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of impact, 
Ethan Page is upset with Impact Wrestling after the way they edited the Ethan Page Karate Man match. Um, Fuck me. I'd he, be upset with that. Yeah, he says uh, they lied to him about the way they present it and apologised to fans who ordered the pay-per-view for that match. Um, he also said that he was kind of... He didn't want Karate Man, which was kind of like just like a character he did on his YouTube channel for like shits and giggles. Um to be used any like on Impact TV, but Don Callis got wind of it and said he, and thought he liked it. Uh, he basically put him in like a rock and a hard place and said, "Well, I want to either put Karate Man on TV or I want you to break up the North." He didn't want to break up the North, so he went with that. I mean, he's um, breaking him up by leaving anyway, isn't he? Yeah. No, but I think he meant like more like when is like when uh, Josh Alexander's contract comes up in September, oh. they can then reform without oh, any right, right, real right. like problems yeah even though the way he did the storyline it kind of did break up the north um yeah uh ethan page does did also say if you want to see how he would have done it he did his own version of it on his youtube channel which is much better infinitely um, better yeah because he the the thing the issue we had with was that he kind of like he obviously he thought like this is ridiculous because it's himself versus himself with different characters mm. and he said if it's already ridiculous enough you don't need to make it as ridiculous as Impact did where it was literally like poorly edited and it was like a yeah. like a 70s B movie he said he would have done it like more of a serious thing but with this ridiculous thing within the serious thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Make it more ridiculous <laughs> uh, I, I did actually go and watch the Ethan Page versus Karate Man match on his YouTube channel and it's infinitely better, and it is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that being said, I thought that I thought the Ethan Page Karate Man match on Hard to Kill wasn't dreadful. I thought I had a laugh at it, but I thought it was so bad it was good. Not like, not like, that it was like, yeah, yeah, good. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Either way, Ethan Page free agent now. He's going to be a star wherever he goes. Yeah, uh, great. Um, and last bit of news from me: um, Leo Rush will be debuting with. I think I think at time a time of a well a time recording here this has already happened now uh, he was uh, with New Japan of USA on their weekly strong show. Uh, oh yeah, he's, pre- he's previously appeared in the Super J Cup. Um, Leo Rush is just getting his fucking name back out. Yes, isn't he? He's he literally worked. just won the MLW. I was just about to say, isn't he the middleweight yeah. champion? Yeah, yeah, he's literally just won it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And now, he, now he's in New Japan. He's fucking so awesome. Doing, doing well, considering um, when he got released, he said he was retiring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he <laughs> that had that, that match rap against... album didn't go to plan. <laughs> so, man, I've heard some of his music. Do you know what? It's all right. He's decent. Yeah. He's not that bad at all, man. Um, didn't he have a match against... It wasn't Pillman Jr. It was... Or was it? Back end um... of last year. It was some sort of weird match. Uh, no, Joey Janela. Oh, it was just come match, wasn't it? Slash yeah. a retirement match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, still um, considering he's retired. <laughs> he had a match with a, a guy that we were um, really impressed with on AW last week. Was it or the week before? Danny Limelight in. Um, oh yeah. In uh, what's it called? United Wrestling Network, mm-hmm. which is basically NWA. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was meant to be really good. Uh, I'm gonna try and find that today because. It sounds like it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks like Leo Rush is really trying to make a splash. Um, obviously, in New, New Japan's junior heavyweight division, we were talking about there's a certain lack of like 
competitors there because there mm. seems to only be like three or four guys around that title picture. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to walk in and fucking take that, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Coming for you, Hiromu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a very good sign. Yeah, man. Sweet. Is that everything? Are we wrapped up for today? That is, mate. Superb. All right. Cheers for checking lads, out lads, the news, lads. guys. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah. Much appreciated. Um, if you want to tell Aaron how wrong he is about uh, women's wrestling. Um, go go through the history books of WWE and you'll see for yourself. All right. <laughs> look, look how defensive he's getting. Um, I'm going to get so much hate for that. <laughs> you, you know you it. Can, you can follow, follow him on Twitter at Aaron Statcliffe. That's A-A-R-A-N, Stackcliffe, all, all capitals. Um, you can Clever also follow us. At the end. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod and Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, also YouTube, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Um, <laughs> I'll fight you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... You want to get some beard products? Where can they go, Troy? Thatchface.com. Hello to thatchface.com. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of like gimmick jingle infringement there. I don't care. Um, yeah, use the discount code TroyXL85 and get yourself 20% off your purchase. Thanks a lot, guys. This has been the news. We'll catch you next week for some more news. All the best now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.